T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jordan McDonald, Glenn Macnow on a Saturday. Mike Sealski, who normally does Saturday, is traveling to Indianapolis for tomorrow's game uh take a few calls and we will discuss some fight and fills off season dave starts us out dave you have some recollections of jeff garcia's yeah, I do. moments i'm working on a deal i'm an investment advisor with jeff garcia really? the old eagle quarterback and lucy lee which will make sense to both you and to jody because i'm a golfer i'm kind of his golf guy that calls in and uh Garcia is a really interesting guy, and I think he could get under center and take a snap. He's a, his roommate is the guy from high school that got us involved. He had gone to Stanford for an wait, MBA. Wait, wait, did you say you think he could still get under center and take a snap? I do think he could. He, All right, he did yeah, hold on. Land. Now we're getting out of hand. All right, we yeah, got I, Linville I Joseph. I, we got Dominic and Sue. Now we get Sproles talking about it. Now you're talking Jeff Garcia, who's got to be 52? Uh, yeah, my point was he just has so much energy. I know, know, I, know, I, mean? I know, I know. Kind of like Tommy McDonald. Have you ever been in a room with Tommy McDonald when he was still alive? I have been in a room. I watched a play sitting next to Tommy McDonald, which was quite an experience. And I have also spent time. We used to have Jeff Garcia on the show back in the day. Uh, Dave. Who is now, the guy that you, you would say? Okay, you want me to pick my guy, and then I want to thank you all for something. Okay, pick your guy, and then thank us all. Michael Bennett. Oh. The uh, defensive lineman. Yeah, 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 I remember. Small shoulder pads and all. Yeah, small shoulder pads, kind of weird. Didn't even look like he had shoulder pads on. Yeah, okay. And what did you want to thank I like the I want to thank Jody and you, because I don't know what you did, but at my wife's memorial, there was a presentation of flowers from the WIP fans of golf for my wife, Annie, that had to cost somebody a fortune. Uh, when we looked at it, my daughter and I, Tia, we were stunned. But it yes. came WIP golf listeners, and I don't know if you do anything to do with it, but if you did or you didn't, thank whomever did. Uh, I I did not have anything to do with it, and my sympathies to you and your family, and I will certainly pass that along and, and wish you the best with that. Uh, you remember Michael Bennett came from Seattle, right? Yeah. I thought it was a really good signing by the Eagles that offseason. And it was an up-and-down tenure that he had here, and he was a bit of a wild child, got himself in trouble in a couple places, but still had something left in the tank when he was here. Yeah. I, I remember Michael Bennett. That was a good, solid signing by the Eagles. Yeah, the first couple have been mentioned are kind of good, solid guys. There's some really, really good ones. I'm actually... 
for whatever reason, that made me think of a guy who was with the Sixers briefly in the last few years who maybe should have stayed, which is about big of a clue, I guess, as I should have given on that one. Exactly. Yeah, all right. Let's go to Bob in Williamstown. Hello, Bob. Hi, guys. Good morning. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays. Um, the first thing I want to, I'm going to talk about before I actually need Joe, uh, Jody for my guy. I'm glad you uh, got back here. Um, the Eagles talk last week, as, as far as Monday, I'm not talking about you, Jody, with your show. I didn't even know you said this. But people that were really serious that the Eagles were getting too big for their britches. We need a loss. We need to get them back on track, which I never thought a loss was good for anybody. But then on Tuesday when they lost, the same people thought the world was going to end. <laughs> Monday, Monday, you thought that they were too big. Let's get a loss. On well, I, I can't address anything I didn't say, and no, I, I don't think Jody said it either. Yeah, I but yeah, there, there was some of that in this town. It's, it's, it's just kind of ridiculous. Uh, if, that, if, that, if that's a blueprint, I'll take it because the only reason that's that three point one or three point two yards a carry was okay was they had no penalties. So they were never at first and 20 to where they had to throw the ball. They were, we hardly tackled them for losses at all, so they were behind the six. So third and one, always got the fourth down, and they were great on third down conversions. I, I would love to play everybody to want to do that to us because we're not, we won't lose. Except uh, they did. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, I know. That's what I said. That was the perfect storm. Well, the perfect to storm make, could make. happen again. I, I don't think yeah, it's but, that outrageous to think that what the commanders did on Monday night is uh, off the chart can't be uh, duplicated. Sure it can. It could be duplicated on Sunday by the Colts. No, I, I, I think you misunderstood. I said it, it can be duplicated, but I, I would like when people do that. I want to see them run at 3.2 yards uh, a carry and, and have their quarterback – not be able to complete 50% of his passes. I'll, I'll do that. But another reason that it worked was that the Eagles' defensive line was unable to stop them for losses. So you mentioned the penalties first and 20. Which right, that's I, what I, I did hear that. They didn't tackle them for losses. I did they didn't that. tackle them for losses, right. So it was always second and six, second and seven, third and two. So when they did that, they made it. So, uh, right, and, and yeah. this new football, uh, that's uh, right. fourth down used to be a punting situation. Now anything under fourth and two. Everybody's going for it, which, which makes point. three yards a, a, a better, better thing here. So That's my true. guy is, the reason I need a Jody, a, a New Yorker, i got to say that I despise the Yankees, I despise the Mets all bit. But in 1980, this guy, I think, we don't win a championship without this guy because I don't think we make it to the playoffs, Sparky Lyle. Oh, I remember the reason, Sparky. The reason I say that is Tug McGraw's arm was done. I mean, he was out, he was shot. So after the old August 1st trading deadline, the Phillies picked up Sparky Lyle, and he wasn't even eligible for the playoffs. But in September, he saved four games. They shut the tug down for a little bit, which gave him just enough to, to cross the finish line, come to the Kansas City game in the World Series. But to me, I always thought that Sparky Lyle was the guy, even though he wasn't Schmidt, he wasn't Bowie, he wasn't Matthews, he wasn't those guys. It's a good name, and uh, thanks for the call, Bob. Um, my computer has frozen, Kyle, so if you can uh, help me out with this board, we will do that. Um, yeah, good names. Haven't heard a great one yet, but good names. Jody, let's uh, let's talk a little baseball, shall we? Yeah. While I get my computer back on board here. Uh, first of all, just in, in a small note, two Phillies players got MVP votes yesterday. Uh, JT Realmuto finished seventh on the ballot. Certainly, I thought deserved. I thought he had a great season. And uh, Kyle Schwarber got a vote or two to finish down down on the ballot. Um, 
Earlier this week, Dave Dombrowski holds a news conference. I'll get to the positive stuff in uh, in a moment. Uh, first, um, on Reese Hoskins, it certainly gave I thought every indication that Hoskins is going nowhere, and said that uh, quote he's not going to he, he won't work on his defense this winter. He actually improved metrically compared to where he was in the past. Oof. He well, it's a it's a long way to improve. He's not a Gold Glove first baseman. I'm sure he'll work hard in spring training. You have any thoughts on that? Um, it all depends on what you read between the lines. That to me said we're probably going to try and get somebody else playing first base at least part time next year. That he's not a Gold Glove guy, which means. If Bryce Harper is going to miss some portion of the season, and we'll find that out hopefully this week because he's going to have the surgery and we're going to find out it is a major surgery or is it a partial surgery and how much time will Bryce be out of the lineup. When he comes back, he's going to be a DH again. I can tell you that. He's not coming back and immediately going into the outfield. But for the period of time that he's out and not DHing, well, Reese Hoskins would make a real nice DH and get someone over at first base who can actually catch the ball. That's what I read mostly into what Dombrowski said about Hoskins. Okay. Um, yeah, to me, the problem with that is you have more than a few guys who probably are best suited at DH, another one being Nick Castellanos, and he talked a little bit about Castellanos. And he said, he basically was discussing why is it that Castellanos had such a down year here after being such a good performer before he came, and this is what Dave Dombrowski had to say. One of his biggest problems, I mean, he has always been in a situation where um, he's not a real disciplined strike zone hitter. This year he was even um, worse in that regard. I'm not sure how much of it also was with dealing with all the adjustments that just come with signing with the new club, all the adjustment, new baby coming into the life in May, um, all of that. So I, I, there's no reason why he still should not hit with authority. He still drives the ball all over the place. He still has tremendous power. He's a hitter. Your thoughts? He likes the player. Um, I don't know that I've ever told you the story. I think I told it here on WIP. Uh, my father was in Lakeland, Florida, the day that Castellanos was the Tigers' first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there watching a Lakeland Tiger game, and he runs into Dombrowski, who he knows is the Tigers' general manager at the time. They're running their draft out of their minor league uh, offices, which the, their spring training offices, which nobody ever does. My father didn't even question. He just was shocked to see Dombrowski on the day of the draft there. And he said Dombrowski couldn't have been more excited. So we got a steal. This I can't believe this kid dropped to us. Blah 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 blah. So he knows how long Dave Dombrowski has loved Castellanos. He was ecstatic the night he first got his hands on him as a member of the Tigers draft coming out of Lakeland. As a matter of fact, he loves the guy. He's making excuses for the guy. He's trying to find reasons why the guy didn't have the season that they thought they were paying for when they signed him this off season. And he still hits the ball with tremendous power. I didn't see that. He kept that pretty well hidden over the entire course of the year. Um, so, yeah, Dave Dombrowski uh, basically backing his own guy is what I got out of that. And, by the way, he, he was a steal in the draft. He was a terrific player, Detroit-Cincinnati. Not so much here this year. A new baby came into their life. I mean, okay. You know, I mean, that's the, you, get, you get a week or two when that happens to kind of – He's not the first new father in the history of America. Good point. 
Um, Major League Baseball either. Yeah, that's right. kind of I mean, the age where all the players right. are having their having first babies. That's job. what they do. Now, yeah. I will say, I will kind of give a little bit of latitude, leeway, um, in that it was his first year with a new team. Oh, actually, Kyle has another thought on this. Yeah. Kyle, what's the other reason? I think the real reason is, and Dombrowski made every excuse but stopped short of this one, he moved into Ben Simmons' house before the season started. Oh. <laughs> bad juju there. Doomed for failure. Yeah, there's bad karma in that house. Um, we've seen guys come into new – big-time free agents come into cities and have a tough time. Francisco Lindor with the Mets – in 21, had a really rough time. This year, he was top 10 in MVP voting. It happens. Uh, and maybe that's what we have with him, but it was a pretty alarming season. Speaking of free agents, Jody, I want to get you on the record. We believe the the Eagles, the Phillies, will sign one of the four big-name free agent shortstops. you agree? Mm, I'd put it at about... 80% probability. Okay. It's not 100, yeah. but it, it's a solid 80% they're going to get one of the big name shorts. Now. All right. So, in order, Jody, give me your preference of Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson. Turner, Bogarts, Swanson, Correa, just because I think it's going to be outrageously priced and he's going to want and opt out just like he did this past year, and he's a Boris client, so you're not going to be able to just plug him in. He He's the best fielder out of all of them. Uh, Correa's the best defensive shortstop. I'm, I'm pretty good in because the order. Swanson's pretty great too, but I agree right. with you. I'm putting them in the order that I would, if I were the general manager, preference my pursuit thereof. Correa would be last just because I think I know the price and I know I know his agent. Uh, so even though he might be more talented, I'm not saying he's the fourth most talented player, yeah, you're but saying he, he's the fourth most desirable for me. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I think I'd go Turner Correa, and I'm not factoring that as much as you, so I'm ignoring it, but I hear you. Turner Correa, Bogart Swanson. And I do think they'll get one of them, and I think it's likely to be Turner or Bogarts, and that's a great sign. Either one is going to be a great signing. Uh, you put Bryson Stott at second base for the next decade. Uh, you got your shortstop. The only concern I have with this team is that their defense at first base, right field, left field, is going to be pretty atrocious. And when Harper comes back, has the DH, you know, though you still have those three guys in the field, which is a problem. But Two things, yeah. Mac. Uh, number one, on the shortstops. Uh, we just played the clip from Dombrowski, who did a pretty good job of defending a less than stellar year Castellanos had. So he has his guys. He likes to protect his guys. Bogarts is one of his guys. He had Bogarts in Boston. So yeah. I would tell yeah. you that that helps the possibility of Bogarts being the guy that the Phillies actually land. All right, and my question to you is, those three positions you just touched on, if I told you that one of them's got to be the DH, and I know it's not going to be every single day. You can rotate them. You can move guys in and out. Which one do you want to get off the field worst? Schwarber in left, Castellanos right, or Hoskins at first base? Despite the incredible highlight catches in the postseason, I would say Castellanos is the biggest butcher of the three. Yes. Yeah, now, you I could think. argue the first base is a more important position. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah, and I get that. I And the errors he made were not good, but I think he's less of he's less of a defensive liability than the other guys. No, no, I think he's number one, and I think there's a pretty good gap between them. They're all bad. They're all below average 
Some of them well below average, but uh, the biggest problem is there's still one corner butcher open. Yeah, which was an absolute brilliant nickname that Ray gave them that, that will will live for a long time. Let's get Sean and Limerick. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to talk to Phillies, too, so kind of perfect timing. So uh, if, if we are lucky enough to get Turner, do we put him in the, the water hole and move Schwarber uh, to two and maybe we keep Hawkins? He goes to, like, five or six. What do you think? I would, I would probably move Schwarber down. Um, uh, it, it, getting him middle of the lineup, hopefully guys on base, the home runs pay more dividends than leading off. I, I was a defender of Schwarber as a leadoff guy. He's not the perfect leadoff guy, but he was the best option that the Phillies had of the guys they had on a team. When you have Trey Turner, you have better options. You just put him in at number one and go on from there. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think Schwarber at the end of the season really got hot, and it's, I don't know what his on-base percentage was, but he worked a lot of long counts. And uh, um, and I, I should throw another name out there. Probably if they don't get a shortstop, any chance they could get like Degrom or go after him for you know a couple of years? Well, I think they're going to sign a pitcher too, uh, and I'm, I'll actually go over those names in a moment. I I would doubt Degrom. Um, but I think there are some other guys who would really help them. Uh, who is your short-term hero, Sean? So this this guy was critically important to us winning a Super Bowl, and I I gotta say I think like on the field and off the field, um, he was one of the key leaders that helped us bring a championship to the you know, Super Bowl in Philly. And then he was an all-time with the uh, with the parade, the, you know, what, what he wore to the parade. Uh, how about Chris Long? Oh, that's a great one. That's a good one. That's a, mean, that's, that's, that's a really good one. He was such a leader on yeah. the field, off the field. He had some big plays. Yeah. And then I still remember what he wore for the parade. I mean, it was classic. He had the fur coat. He had the Irish jersey throwback. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we – I mean, you could argue we'd still win it, but I think he was critically important. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought you were going a different guy on that Super Bowl team, but that's a great one. I I think well, it's Kyle's to judge, but I think that, that's that great. rivals mine. That's, yeah, the, that's pretty good. The, the closest one so far. Yeah. All right, Jody. Uh, he brought up Jacob Degrom, who is 34 years old and one of the best pitchers in baseball, but so often hurt. Only played 11 games last year, so durability is a question with him. Uh, I'm going to run down the other top free agent starters kind of get your one or two that you would prefer as we did with shortstop. So Verlander is out there. He just won another Cy Young award. He's 39, but he's great. Uh, will be very expensive. Uh, Carlos Rodon is a name that comes up a lot, coming off a year with the Giants, very good year, 30 years old, opted out. Very Signed a very smart contract last year that allowed him to opt out. Uh, Chris Bassett uh, pitched for the Mets last year, had a 345 ERA. Nady Evaldi of the Red Sox, Andrew Heaney, former Dodger, Jose Quintana of, uh, pitched for the Cardinals last year, and, of course, old friend Zach Eflin. What's your top one or two on that list? Um, see, here's the problem. You put them in a good order because you probably put them in the order of how I think they will pitch in this upcoming yeah, year. Yeah, I kind of put them in order of talent, yeah. Yeah, you did, um, except – I. I'm kind of a bigger Eflin fan than maybe others are. I know he did a nice job in the bullpen. What do you want to use him as next year? I think he's going to have interest around the league. I think he'd want to come back here to Philadelphia, but I think he'd want assurances that he's going to be in the rotation 
if he can stay healthy, which is always yes, a question yes, with yes, Zach Eflin. Yes. But I, I would go there again. Um, I, I would not mind seeing Eflin come back and join them. I like Bassett. I, I need to know Bassett's number. Here's the big problem. The Phillies cleared about 60 some odd million dollars worth of payroll, accounting for increases for guys in arbitration like Alvarado and Hoskins and the like. With what comes off the payroll, what's added to it, they got holes and they got to fill them, um, but they got about 60 million to play with. How big a chunk is the shortstop taking? You 35 to, re- to 40. Yeah, yeah, so that sixty becomes twenty real fast. Unless they, uh, unless Middleton says, "Hey, spend, 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 baby," a lot of cigars. And it was a phenomenal year, and I think he will get uh, yeah. more aggressive, not less aggressive, but not into the Steve Cohen range of spending. So, uh, without knowing what their biggest off-season acquisition is going to be, it's kind of tough to say what they and and oh by the way, that's why I only put the shortstops at eighty percent. Because if they decide Verlander's the answer and they pay him thirty-five, well then that might take them out of the shortstop bidding. Yeah, my thought on this is, and I I don't think Verlander, Degrom, um, my thought on this is, I think Rangers. I, I'm looking for a middle rotation guy, right? So I got Wheeler, I got Nola. I think Ranger can be a, a three or a four. So on that list, I'll take a shot at Rodone. It might be too much. Uh, maybe take a shot at Bassett. Maybe too much. But I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me if they got Jose Quintana, left-hander. That's okay yeah, by me. See, I've never liked Quintana, and right? I know he pitched well last year, and he pitched very well against the Phillies in the sure first did. game of the playoffs this year. I've never liked him. He's okay. just a junk baller. Junk baller for you. Yeah, a little too much. And you got Ranger, who's not a hard-throwing lefty, and if you, yeah, okay. you have to right. separate well, if, those two if... guys in the rotation. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, All right we'll, let uh... me give you one more uh, number if we were talking about Phillies pitching. Yeah. Write this number down, Mac. Right. 120. 120. That yes. is innings I'm going to get out of rookie starters. No, one no. particular uh, – you're so close to it, it's scary, but you're just framing it slightly off. The number, the maximum number of innings that Andrew Painter is going to pitch next year. Well, there you go. Okay. That's uh... not on the big league level. So uh, it's not rookie for the Phillies. He yeah. he will be capped at 120 because I've yeah. got a whole bunch of calls in between. Oh, and Painter, and Painter, and Painter, yeah. and Painter. No, 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 no. Painter's going to start the year in double A. He'll pitch, he'll rest, he'll pitch, he'll rest. He'll get elevated to AAA. He'll pitch, he'll rest. He'll be sat down, he'll pitch. And if everything goes according to Hoyle and everything is great, he's got a chance to join the Phillies at some point next year. But the maximum number of pitches, uh, innings he's going to throw is 120 next year. So if you're penciling him in as a major contributor for the Phillies in the rotation next year, not happening. No, Painter, Abel, who's the other kid? McGarry, Griff McGarry. Right. Uh, He's got a better chance to pitch more innings on the big league probably more ready, than Painter I, does. Yes. Yeah, but I'm optimistic about that. All right, we're way late for break. we got to take a break. We'll get your calls coming up in the next segment. I promise we look forward to talking to you. Jody and I start talking baseball. Things happen. 215-592-9494. Hey, United Tires Black Friday super pricing has arrived. Get some... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.